Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Up ahead this hour, we'll have for you hashtag Taiwan in today's show. Leslie Liao will be bringing you a double header. He's going to be talking about President Tsai's dogs. That's in light of Taiwanese Dog Day on September 9th. And he'll be talking about something that the Czech Speaker of Parliament said during a recent trip to Taiwan that sparked a t-shirt sale. And a little bit later in our show, we'll have status update with John and Shirley. But first up today, here in Taiwan. Hello, it is Monday, September 14th, and this is Here in Taiwan, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. We have Catherine Wei. Hi. And I am Andrew Ryan, and we want to say a big, warm welcome to everybody who's watching for the first time on the Radio Taiwan International fan page. This used to be a radio show. Now it's live. We're going on air, man. We're going... On the camera, dude. That's First right. First time ever. First time ever. Uh, of course, we also want to say a special hello to everyone who is listening uh, via uh, all of our different listening options. Uh, some of them may be listening on Tuesday, even. Uh, we're going multimedia. Multimedia. That's what we do. That's right. So if you are tuning in for today, for the first time, a big warm welcome. Here's a look at some of the stories that we're going to be talking about in our show today. Um, we're going to start off with my biggest fear, I think. Uh, 23 people stuck in an elevator in a Sheeny department store. Claustrophobic. Yes, just a little. <laughs> I mean, who isn't if you're stuck, right? With that many people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, we're also going to uh, tell you about a study from Oxford University, which says that Taiwan is disproving the idea that countries have to choose between health and the economy oh. uh, when it comes to dealing with COVID-19. Um, and some other stories, an award-winning uh, piece of architecture from Taiwan. Also, backlash against a book that the education ministry is recommending. Um, some parents are saying that it will turn your kids gay. All those stories and more in today's Here in Taiwan. Well, you know, uh, I, as I always say, we should dive in head first, although maybe that's a terrible metaphor to use for our, a story about people getting stuck in an elevator. Uh, Leslie, can you, uh, can you guide us gently into that story? Actually, I got a personal stake in this story because this one happened on Sunday mm. right next to me. Oh, um, on no. Sunday, I was attending a concert, actually. Oh, I and... thought you were in the neighboring... Uh, elevator. Elevator? No, 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 no. I was a little bit more removed from it. Um, I it, was, it happened at the Xingyi area, which is a huge like commercial district. There's a bunch of department stores out there, and they're divided into like I want to say little sections. There's like A one through four through 13 and mm -hmm. every a every like number is a different department store which is really confusing if it, i can just throw that in there yeah i mean it's <laughs> yes. just it's how the it, the, it the really government is. plans it out right 
but um, I was at A11. This happened at A13, right okay. next door. Uh. And what happened was, and this is fascinating because this happened to me right when I was in the area. Can I ask you, though, did you know it was happening as it was happening? Or did no you, idea. you found out about it today? I found out about it later, and I was like, I was around there. I was like, ooh, oof, that's dangerous. Anyway, what happened was two uh, elevators malfunctioned. So a total of 23 people were stuck. Uh, uh, 14 in one, 14 people in an elevator. Oh, that's a lot. Hopefully it was a big elevator, yeah, like a freight elevator. I hope so. <laughs> and nine in the other. And this happened at around 6.30 p.m., which is like rush hour, like the dinner rush on, on a Sunday, Sunday night. Yeah. On a Sunday night. And um, everybody was rescued by 7.30 p.m., so about an hour later. What? That's so, like a, that's a long time. An to be stuck in an elevator. Panicking and yeah. in chaos. And um, <laughs> so what happened was the fire department was notified at 6.35. They sent one ambulance, six fire engines, and 19 officers to the scene. Oh. And the thing is, like, if you know that area, it's really crowded. Mm. It's really crowded. The fire department's right next door, though. Oh, is that right? That mm-hmm. is true, yeah. Okay. Mm. And um, what apparently what happened was, this is just, this gets a lot worse before it gets any better. Oh, no. Um, it, it was caused by a, a malfunctioning air conditioning system inside the department store. Mm-hmm. And what happened is it, the transformer box blew out. Oof. And that's what happened. A power outage hit the entire building, uh, mainly those two elevators. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to be in a dark department store, you, I, I could probably deal with that. But if you're going to be in an elevator that's, that's stuck, not, okay. not so good. Andrew, how would you re- respond to that situation? Um, I would probably do some breathing exercises, maybe a little meditation. Keep a little brown lunch bag on you, breathe into it, breathe <laughs> out. <laughs> how about you, Leslie? What would you do? A freak out. 100%. I'd be the one Scream. screaming at the top of my lungs. I'd, um, my scream is sh- shrill. Yes. That's how you know when I'm like in full panic mode. But you can't. What would you do? Um, I don't know. It would depend about on the people around me. If I was in an elevator with Leslie and he was screaming, I would probably also scream. Oh, no. <laughs> See, that's the thing. One, go, one person goes over the edge. Panic the, feels no. panic. He'd yeah. be screaming at me. Maybe, I, uh, maybe I would get a little bit angry. Yeah. Well, I think in, in cases like that, it's, if you can, it's best to remain calm because your stress could, you know, turn into trauma for other people. Right. So, but it's always the person yelling, stay calm. That's my most stressed. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. Well, hopefully this won't happen uh, to us anytime soon. Hopefully they figured out what caused it and, and ways to prevent that from happening know, again in the future. In malfunctioning air conditioning. Can you imagine 14 people in like a, an elevator with no air conditioning? Like oh, all that body goodness. heat. It's like a rotisserie in there. Yeah. It's the newest department store in Nxing District too. That's right. Mm. So maybe some of it's due to the newness. And uh, the yeah. Taiwan Power Company is already just like, well, the, the power level there in that area was perfectly normal. So it's not our fault. Yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine we're going to see more stories about this in the coming days. Uh, if we find out more, we'll let you know in a future edition of Here in Taiwan. So we're going to go on now to this study from Oxford University, which says uh, that when it comes to dealing with COVID-19, Taiwan is disproving the idea that countries have to choose between either the health of their people or the economy. Um, I actually saw a really cool chart where they plotted all the different countries out on a a kind of a big axis. So you could see like, you know, the countries that chose the economy, the countries that chose Mm -hmm. the health of their citizens. Um, But apparently Taiwan doesn't fit into this uh, super nicely. 
Um, so this is not a very extensive study. I think they only studied 38 countries, but Taiwan was the least affected. Um, we we managed to keep both intact. We everyone's health. I don't know, not everyone's healthy, but the pandemic is under control here. So um, essentially, what's happened here is is that we've had a very low number of cases because people, like the government, was very careful mm -hmm. uh, mm. in putting rolling out measures to prevent the spread of COVID nineteen very early on. Very vigilant, and I think people originally thought like we shouldn't do that because it's going to hurt the economy, but. Taiwan is disproving that. Not only have we kept the numbers mm. down, the economy is actually doing pretty well. Yeah, so they're um, putting COVID-19 death rates against uh, each country's GDP data. And um, there was only a decline of 0.06% in economic growth. For Taiwan. For Taiwan. During that period. And I know that um, actually some of the predictions are suggesting that the economy could grow by like 3%, maybe even more than it grew last year. Uh, which is kind mm. of exciting. That'll maybe show up in the fourth quarter, I think. It won't be immediate because we're rolling out the vouchers in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if there's a bounce back. Okay. Do you Have you guys gotten your vouchers? I've spent my vouchers. Ooh, what did you spend it on? I haven't I even got done my vouchers yet. and I spent my vouchers like that. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, do you want to tell us what you bought? Uh, well, like I, the thing is the vouchers, had they, you had so many options, right? You could actually get the physical vouchers or you could um, use it with whatever payment like software that you use. Mm -hmm. I, just, I put it to my credit card. Oh, okay. so as soon as you swiped like three thousand, it was eligible. It gave for you back it. for two thousand, like nice. right away. And I didn't, I didn't, I don't think that was a smart idea, because the credit cards don't really give you a lot of, uh, how do you say, promotions. Uh huh. But oh, I like, thought there were a bunch. There were, there were all They're right. They're not huge though. But like, there were ones where if you go to Seven Eleven, like one of the local convenience stores, and they give you the three thousand. They turn it into four thousand and seven eleven bucks. That's probably the biggest value. Yeah. Wow. You'll be getting. Here. So it's like wow. But I missed out on. How? <laughs> what are you gonna spend like on in seven four thousand oh, dollars in seven eleven? I'll find a way to spend four thousand dollars in seven eleven. I'll find a way. Trust me. How about you, Cat? I haven't gotten mine yet. Oh, you haven't gotten yours yet? No, not yet. Did but you register? I did not. Oh. Yet I will. Do it. And think about me when you do it, because some of us don't get them because um, we're not citizens well, or married to citizens. You can marry me. Okay. Andrew, <laughs> done and done. Andrew, yes. if it helps, I probably didn't spend it on anything that I really needed. Okay. Well, that's the point. Um, yeah, that is I the talked point. to an expert last uh -huh. week, and they're saying this is the only way we can um, see an improvement. We need um, additional spending. So people spending on things that they don't like need. Like luxury oh, don't need items. Oh. You don't want it to be go to like just regular yeah. pantry staples I don't know about luxury, but definitely... I uh... know, just something you splurge on <laughs> or... Something like that. You know, I... it's funny you're saying, Andrew, I don't know if this helps. I, I thought maybe you, you were going to tell me that you'd actually used some of it to, you know, for Help me. Help, Andrew. Oh, wait, I'll, buy you, I'll buy you a pizza or something, Oh, man. well, like, there you go. We'll do something like that. How about that? There's the, your stimulus program, the, courtesy of Leslie Liao. Not only has everybody heard that in Taiwan, they've also seen it in Taiwan. Uh, Thank heavens we have it is our on first, tape. Yes, we, we have a proof, two forms of proof, Luckily, sound and audio. I can afford pizzas. And video. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, let's move on to um, sea turtles because sea turtles are super cute. Mm. Um, and of course there is concern um, that uh, sea turtles are uh, being affected by things like uh, industrialization, global warming, 
um, human beings, tourists. Um, you know, you're not allowed to really touch uh, sea turtles. Mm. So if you go snorkeling, you need to stay away from them. Yeah. But uh, actually, you have a very positive story here about how the number of sea turtle nests across Taiwan is actually increasing? Indeed, indeed. Uh, the officials, conservation officials, found at least 56 turtle, uh, sea turtle nests uh, in varying places around Taiwan, namely Orchid Island, off the coast of Taichung County, Xiaoliuqiu, and uh, Pingdong County. And mostly these are like archipelagos, islanders mm-hmm. areas. And um, they say that this is exceeding numbers in the, from the past few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and apparently the sea turtle nesting season in Taiwan is from May to October. So we are approaching the end of that. And, May um, to October. It's yeah. long. Yeah. And they say the reptiles have been found nesting along the coastlines of northern, eastern, and southern Taiwan. Um, and they're saying that in past few years, the destruction of habitat, poaching, and other threats... Uh, sea green, uh, green sea turtles have been on the decline, but now oh. it seems like they are uh, indeed coming, ba- making a comeback. That's fantastic. Yeah. That is fantastic. And this is thanks to stringent measures by the government. Um, I think, what, what is it, touching a sea turtle, like, at all? Yeah. Even if the turtle swims into you and there's evidence it's of gonna that. It's going to be your fault. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be your fault. I actually had to do a little bit of a backpedal because I was swimming towards one and it kind of cut me off. And I was like, wow, that's moving too fast. He's coming for you. It's like he knows. There's a picture online and it's like a wave coming up out the shore. And then you can see the outline of a turtle um, in the wave. wave, But then there's like a kid with his dad. And the dad's like trying to get the kid away from the turtle because he doesn't want to get fined. That's a great shot. That's a money shot. Did you see that one? I did. No, God sent it to me. There's one of those. They were just like, oh, it's like the things you'll do to to avoid like a 20,000 NT fine. I mean, 20,000 NT, it's not a small amount of money. That's what? It's not. Seven, eight hundred US dollars. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, So the thing is, apparently the nesting areas for the sea turtles are in Wang'an Township in Penghu County, Xiaoliuqiu Island. The Pradas Islands, the Taiping Islands, and the Spratly Islands, which are all pretty remote areas in mm. Taiwan, if I do say. Mm. Um, and that's all she wrote. Like, this is, I think the last one was 47 mm-hmm. nesting okay. areas. So now we're looking at 56. Okay. And uh, slowly, but surely. slowly but surely. Almost a 20% increase they are staging a comeback my friend that is great and i would definitely recommend uh going to xiaoliuqiu that's where i saw the the turtles Mm -hmm. the sea turtles uh again super cute we saw some uh adult turtles and some babies we just tried to stay as far away as possible the babies Mm -hmm. are super cute um very easy to you know you can rent some uh scuba equipment or not scuba we just did snorkeling Mm -hmm. but i it's super easy to see them um and i think once you see them that really kind of you know, it tugs at your heartstrings and it makes you want to protect the environment and protect their natural habitat. Yeah. So as long as you stay far enough away from them, give them some space, uh, I think it is good for us to, to see these creatures uh, and then we cherish them more. Okay, so there's been a little bit of backlash against a book that the education ministry is recommending. Uh, and yeah. some parents are saying that this book will turn your kids gay. Unfortunately, that's what they're saying. Um, this is a book. So the education ministry puts out recommendations each year when the school year starts. And school just started for a couple of weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. So this year on the first graders um, recommended book list was a an illustrated children's book from the Netherlands called King and King. And I think it's kind of cute. It, you know, like the, the queen tells the king, uh, the princess, her son, to go find uh, 
a partner um, or a princess to mm-hmm. marry. And he goes off, tries, tries to find the best partner possible, and then falls in love with another prince. Oops. Yep. <laughs> and they both get crowned king. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very sweet. And, you know, it kind of also teaches children about diversity, which is what the ministry is saying, to respect how everyone's different. Um everyone might fall in love with different people and navigating personal relationships too. But parent groups and um, some religious groups mm-hmm. are saying this is, um, yeah, it's just bad for kids. They're yeah. going to turn your kids gay. It's um, Yeah, we see this actually in countries all around the world. You know, whenever there's, uh, especially when it comes to kids and children's books, mm-hmm. um, there is always uh, a, a section of the population uh, which is very fearful. Uh, they're afraid that these books are going to turn their kids gay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, it's safe to say that there are plenty of uh, studies that show that uh, reading a book uh, is not going to turn your child gay. No. <laughs> um, but I think this is something that's it's interesting that the education ministry, um, of course, will need to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of the wording they use to explain their decision to keep the book on the list. They um, did push back, which I thought was admirable. Um, yeah. yeah, I hope they. I, yeah, I hope they. Because uh, you see a lot of backlash, and a lot of times, like mm-hmm. agencies will kind of fold to the public pressure. But this is just right, one of right. those things that well, I'm glad they're pushing back on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. it's great for inclusion. It's great for you know That's kids' what identity. Saying. Yeah. Um, but I think the other thing too is is like, um, y- you know. Uh, I'm not sure where I'm going with this. <laughs> well, no, that's but okay. I th- but I think, you know, it, it, in Taiwan where they passed same-sex marriage, mm-hmm. uh, clearly it is the, the mandate of the country or of the government to kind of to support that system, which allows two people of um, the same sex to get married. Mm-hmm. So, of course, this also needs to be part of the education, um, you know, that is provided by the same government, same country. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier to uh, have a book like this on a list um, that's put out by the education ministry um, in a place where same-sex marriage is already the law of the land. I think if you're in a place where there's kind of ambiguity or uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of lack of clarity about what the government's standpoint is on that, I think it's much harder to kind of stand your ground right. and to keep a book like on this uh, like this on their list. I think for the education ministry, um, I'd be very surprised if they kind of swayed to uh, any of these uh, parents that are protesting. It's right. also normalizing the policy, right? It is, doing... and why not start early, right? Yeah. These are first graders. They're impressionable, mm-hmm. and they need to learn. You know, kids can be kind of cruel, even just bullying people who are different from them. Mm. So this is nice showing them that how we can be different and, I don't know, mm. still be happy. Absolutely. It looks like a cute book, too. I'd, mm. I'd, I'd like to flip through that and see <laughs> what too. it is. Yeah. So I want to move on now, uh, and I actually have a little bit of a, an exhibit that I can show uh, people who are watching oh. via our live stream um, on the RTI Facebook page. I want to show you a building, um, and Kat and Leslie, um, can you see that and identify that building? Um, I already know what building that is because well, I read the news article. So <laughs> I'm sorry. From my angle, it looks like a basketball court. Okay. No. Is that better? <laughs> yes. I don't know what that is. <laughs> sorry, Leslie, do you want to go ahead and uh, tell everybody what that is? Isn't that the, uh, the Kaohsiung Wei Wing Performing Arts Center? You are <gasps> absolutely right. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. One more look for all of our uh, viewers at home. Oh. 
Let me Can just get them. That? Let me just get them on there. Yep. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so this is indeed the Kaohsiung uh, Performing Arts Center at Wei Wing. Uh, this, along with five other uh, pieces of architecture in Taiwan, has uh, won some international awards. Wow. So six works of architecture total from Taiwan. Uh, this is the 2020 International Architecture Awards. Um, they're in their 15th edition. Mm-hmm. They honored 130 buildings around the world, uh, and that includes urban planning projects from 38 countries this year. Um, and this complex, which is relatively new, um, I think it, uh, it opened in 2018. Um, it's a massive, massive complex. Uh, and the inspiration behind it, do you guys know what the inspiration behind it is? One more look at that. <laughs> Cat's going to say basketball court. <laughs> well, it was the light was reflecting off the screen. <laughs> and it's not a very clean screen. I apologize. Is it clouds? That's Waves. actually good. Those are both great answers. Um, think of something natural that uh, grows above ground and is kind of suspended. <clears throat> oh, this, that could be a number of things. Something you often huh? see in front of a temple, maybe? Suspended? Lanterns? Uh, it is bamboo? something natural. You're natural. getting closer, closer with bamboo. It's a type of tree that covers a large area, and people often find shade underneath the tree. Coconut trees? Palm trees? Rongshu. I don't know. Yes, what oh. you're right. It is a banyan tree that inspired this. Banyan. Now you're just using fancy words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love the banyan trees that you find in Taiwan. They have aerial roots which suck up water from the air. Mm-hmm. Um, like but like they, bearded trees. Yes. They're very the, cute. The little shoo shoo that hang down, yeah. right? The little whiskers. <laughs> um, but banyan trees are just amazing. And you often see them in front of um, temples. Mm-hmm. And they offer uh, all sorts of uh, refuge from the sun. Um, but it's a beautiful structure. I should mention that it was designed by Dutch architect Francine Hoban. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, did he also design the thing? I'm not sh- No, that was... Was that a... It was oh, also a, a, a European architect whose uh, name I'm... It's not Geary, is it? Frank Geary? I don't remember. Uh, I'm let's sorry. look that up very quickly. Um, you know, I know exactly you what you're talking about because right. I went to sitting night market the other it day wasn't... and I was like, what is that giant spaceship looking thing? Right, right. It was very out of place. So this is um, the, oh, wow. Why can I not find it? It's a Taipei Performing Arts Center. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think that's about right. I don't know what it is. It, like, it's, sitting, right? it's, like, like... it's like a big, it's like a giant ball sticking yeah, out of the square. Yeah, it is a giant metal cube. ball. Is anybody watching this live? Maybe somebody could uh, leave a little comment. <laughs> yeah, let us know. I think we got, well, like, we have some listeners from Hong Kong, Ireland, and California, but. Wow. Hey, should we say hi to everybody? Absolutely. Can we do that, Andrew? Because I can't see you from over here, but if you can see it from over okay, there. Okay, so hi to Wasila Saeed. Hey. Um, Mamaina Arash. Uh, also, Aslan Chris Copper says, hopefully RTI beaming MW broadcast again to Southeast Asia. Uh, easy for us to listen while driving at night. Interesting. Is that what it is, That's Andrew? lovely. I don't know. Also, Bidan Chandra Sanyal. Nice. Uh, Nazmul Islam. Lots of people uh, tuning in from South Asia, which mm. is great. Saying hi to everybody. Also, uh, hi from a Hong Kong listener, Tia Ken Dedez. Uh, Douglas North, North is tuning in from California. Uh, hi, Douglas. Also, Michael Kelly uh, is saying hi from Ireland, missing Taiwan, and hope to return next year, COVID-19 permitting. Do you know, I every time we have friends from overseas who have spent time in Taiwan, 
and they kind of leave messages saying they wish they were here right now. Yeah. I just want to take all of you and say, I wish you were here as well, because I totally understand what that must be like. Mm. Um, of course, we don't know what it's like to be in the country where you are right now, but uh, but we love this place too. And we're I, very, very grateful to be here right now. Yeah. I had a video conference with some of my best friends in the morning, and they were just like, what's it like in Taiwan? I was like... I got to go to the office later. They're just like, I haven't been to the office like two months, man. I was like, I haven't seen yeah. the sun in three months. <laughs> oh, Stuff man. like that. So it's like hard to relate, but I'm trying to be mindful yes. of what everyone's going through right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do talk a lot about how great it is to be in Taiwan right now. And I think we often, when we're talking about it, you know, it's because we're so proud and so thankful. Um, but I, I, I know every time I say something like that, I also think about all the other people who aren't here right now and think, man, you know. I feel bad saying this, Yeah, <laughs> but, but we have to talk about it. You know, it is important to say that Taiwan has done a good job because then maybe other countries will learn from what Taiwan mm-hmm. has done as well. Well, this is our inaugural, uh, I guess, live stream edition of Here in Taiwan. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, leave a message um, for Here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Liao. And I'm Catherine Wei. We will see you very soon. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. This week, I've got something of a double feature for you. In the first part, we're going to be talking about Tsai Ing-wen talking about her dogs on Twitter for Taiwan Dog Day. And in the second part, we're going to be talking about the Czech Senate president's visit to Taiwan. Anyway, we're a bit pressed for time today. So without further ado, here's Hashtag Taiwan Double Edition. Now, before we get into this week's actual hashtag, I have a little bonus round for you guys today. Uh, We planned out hashtag way in advance, about a week before, but yesterday at the 11th hour, something too perfect for this show came in, and I just had to share it with you guys. President Tsai Ing-wen of Taiwan loves her pets. She's got two cats and three dogs. And yesterday, on September 9th, she wished her three dogs, Maru, Bella, and Bunny. And might I point out, she's got a dog named after a different animal. (laughs) That is so cute. She wished them a happy dog day. Now, I did a little bit of digging, and Taiwan Dog Day actually goes back to September 9th, 1999. September 9th, which is 9-9, also sounds like gao gao, which is doggy doggy in Taiwanese. Now, the Council of Agriculture first celebrated Taiwan Dog Day to promote the Animal Protection Act in Taiwan. According to Animal Planet Taiwan, the first government agency to celebrate Taiwan Dog Day was the Taipei City government back in 1995. And that's just a little bit of hashtag history for you. And now onto hashtag proper. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, I want to talk to you about the Czech Republic. It's a landlocked country in Central Europe. Now, if you paid attention to news in Taiwan last week, you'll know that the Czech Senate President Milos Vistrachil brought an 89-person delegation to Taiwan. During the pandemic, at a time when global travel is hugely restricted. Vistrachil is the highest level official to visit Taiwan from the Czech Republic since the country's been called that. The Czech delegation left Taiwan last Friday, but Vistrachil left quite the impression. One of the highlights of his trip was when he gave a speech at Taiwan's legislature, which he did in the Czech language. Vistrachil had someone interpreting his speech alongside him, but there was one sentence in particular that didn't need any translating at all. Ja 
přeji vám. Mr. Chill said, in Mandarin Chinese, not Czech. It means I am Taiwanese and it earned him a 25 second round of applause. I'd show you that footage, but 25 seconds is a long time. People likened Mr. Chill's bold words to JFK's Ich bin ein Berliner speech from 1963. Anyway, what does all of this have to do with the internet? Well, last week a Czech website, politikunatriku.cz, I know, I butchered that pronunciation, started selling a shirt that said I am Taiwanese in Czech and 我是台湾人 in Romanized text. The shirt came in white or black and sold for 220 Czech karuna, which is about 10 bucks US. That website is a local Czech business, but when Taiwanese people caught wind of that shirt, Oh boy! The website was inundated with requests from Taiwan to buy the shirt. So many people asked the business owners to ship to Taiwan that they had to issue the following response. It says, Dear friends from Taiwan, we are very pleased with your interest in our products. We are a small business from the Czech Republic. We got many inquiries from Taiwan, but the transport costs are very high and our payment methods are not ideal for international payments. It says they're trying to figure out a solution, but they appreciate the support. Zuzana and Marion from the website sign off on the letter. Zuzana and Marion seem very nice to say the least. I'm sure there would have been a few Taiwanese people willing to pay the exuberant shipping costs. Anyway, the story does have a happy ending. I've never ended hashtag on a sour note and I'm not about to start now. Politikuna Triku told Taiwan's central news agency that they're in talks with a Taiwanese company. Their goal is to print and ship the shirts locally. To invoke the words of another historically significant figure, that's one small step for the global t-shirt industry and one giant leap for Taiwan-Czech relations. Anyway, that'll do it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I do hope you guys enjoyed that iteration. And once again, if you guys have any questions, comments, or suggestions, go ahead and send it to our Facebook pages at either Radio Taiwan International or Taiwan Insider. I answer both of those message boxes, and I'll be sure to get back to you if you write us a letter. Anyway, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. This, this is, is Status, status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I am Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. This is a program where we read your letters to us, um, just about what programs you heard and listened to, and then you let us know, you know what you think about the programs and how the listening condition was. So it's always good to have those kind of rec on record mm -hmm. for our technical department. But before we get to that, though, we're going to chat a little bit here. Okay. So um, apparently September 9th was the Taiwan Dog Day. Has it always been? Because I didn't know about this. I only ever heard about it a few days ago as well. The reason I being know. apparently because the, the numbers of the date, 9-9, sound in the Taiwanese Hokkien language like dog, dog. Yeah. Yeah, gao, 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 mm. yeah. And so um, it was the day before we usually do Taiwan Insider, which is a program where we kind of, uh, a 20-minute program or so, where we kind of um, update each other on some important news like the week before yeah. uh, in Taiwan. It's in our, Taiwan. It's our YouTube program. 
Right. And then, um, and then for, so for last week's episode, we talked about pets, right. the power of pets because of September 9th being the Taiwan Dog Day. So um, you and your rabbit, Snowball, was in that YouTube. Sort of guest contributors. Yeah. So that was really neat. The other people on the show was uh, Natalie and, and Andrew, and then also Leslie and Kat, uh, Catherine. And they talked about how actually having pets is a therapeutic. Yeah, Natalie brought in her cat, actually. She did. Felix the cat. Which I'm su- we should start singing that. Surprised Felix that- the cat. <laughs> I'm <laughs> surprised that uh, the cat was so cooperative. I know. Yeah, I saw that. You know, nice, um, you know, white, furry uh, ball kind of <laughs> in our arms. But that was really neat. Of course, I know about, you know, pets being therapeutic. But in what way? I mean, how has Snowball helped you? I don't know, calm your um, <laughs> calm your senses, or you don't have a bad temper. It's not like calming your temper. <laughs> uh, um, I'm not sure for any of those things. The world is still what it is. It's still 2020 out there. Yeah. Um, but um, well, it's nice to like um, have someone to work next to. He makes mm. sure that I'm not slacking off. No. What do you mean? <laughs> How? He's my supervisor. Like, for example, you make sure that, you know, you feed him no, you no, know, the, I, when, when it's time to feed him? No, or? I bring my laptop and we, we share because there's an air conditioner that we have on for him all the time. Uh-huh. It's hot right now in yeah. Taiwan. And, uh, yeah, I have a work buddy. It, it's nice to like, I mean, he's like a cat. He does his own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, much less cooperative than Natalie's cat, I must say. Uh, he doesn't, he would not have... <laughs> tolerated being brought in like that but oh yeah that's um, probably true yeah yeah um from your description (laughs) (laughs) um it's but yeah it's a we were you know i got to the point where i was probably spending a hundred bucks us a week trying to take ubers to go see him um and i was just like you know what and then someone else so we didn't really get to tell the whole story because of time constraints but actually there were other rival bids (laughs) Oh, I for, the, for Snowball, I, I know. Only, I was not the only one who put in adoption papers. Right. So, yeah. For uh, the same rabbit, too. Yeah, he's still, like, the everyone's favorite. I get Aww. I get asked about him a lot still when really? I go back to visit. Yeah. See? Well, you're the lucky one. <laughs> so so Snowball's lucky to have you. Um. Yeah, Aww. I think he would be content no matter what. He's very yeah. Um. content generally. The only thing he doesn't like is having his litter box changed. Then he gets a bit upset. But What does he do? Thumb his... Oh yeah, hind, he doesn't hind, like that at all. It's like, like you, really? I need to give you clean a clean place to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh well, you, you do have to change that every day, is yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Oh, I don't know anything about. I've never had a cat or dog, so I don't know these things. But think, <laughs> but generally, I mean, yeah, he just he's he's so lazy too. Andrew, that was part of the problem filming this was because Andrew wanted action scenes. And what he, was he thinking though? No, I but mean, he, he, with rabbits. Oh yeah, well, there a lot of them are very hyper, but he is not. Oh, but not that's not his personality. Snowball. He's older as well, and he just likes to like when they're like, "Oh, you have to le- let him out for at least an hour every day." But uh-huh. he doesn't really like to go. Oh. He would rather just hang out where he is and fall asleep there. So you'll open the cage, and then but then he'll just stay in his yeah, cage. No, doesn't he, even move. He, so if he wants to go, he'll go, and if he doesn't, he won't. Mm. So uh, we don't force anyone to do anything they don't want to. He just, well, yeah. sometimes if it's been a while, we'll, we'll pick him up and be like, okay, go play. But he doesn't like that very much. So Oh, that is so funny. Yeah. He he likes to go when he thinks no one's watching. <laughs> so 
he kind of stays low. He's not yeah, one no. of high profile. No, he likes to. So um, oh. he likes to curl. Like he makes the sound with his legs too. It's like oh, or that's what all oh, right. Oh, uh, with the legs. Oh, wow. That that makes me feel like it's equals to cats purring. Um, sort of. <laughs> yeah, no, he likes to find a place that's comfy or a bit hidden and then just lay down there. Yeah. And he, he doesn't want to come out. He's like, oh. he's, he's very relaxed that way. Um, and that's relaxing to me, too. Oh, yeah. Is... So so th- that's the therapy to you. Yeah. Yeah, having a snowball. Unless they're, they have their special needs rabbits, they're not generally too difficult. Like, you got to brush them and clip their nails, which they hate. But oh. other than that, it's mostly feed them, make sure they have clean bathroom places, they clean their water. He's uh, pretty self-sufficient. He likes to be independent. Just like the cats. No, yeah. It, it, like, if you're there, it's fine. Yeah. If you're not there, it's also fine. And he prefers, if he wants to go play, he prefers it to be, at least he thinks no one's watching him. <laughs> if he thinks you're there watching him, eh, I don't oh, know. Wow. Um, one night, one, I, I, we did, did have to um, kind of, uh, we've had a couple times to change his pen though, because yeah. there was one time when he broke out <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, wow. I went in to check on him. Yeah. And because I just gone up to go to the bathroom and he's how out. Did he, how did he manage that? Um, we had to replace the the clamps that we keep it together with. He, oh, he, after he the time to, that he, he cut out. He figured out how to push it, yeah. <laughs> Again, if no one's there... Well, he's a smart one. Oh, yeah, he is. He is. But he's also very lazy. <laughs> very lazy. But anyway, but we do have some really awesome, like, animal shelters that are, you know, that welcome people to go and adopt. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's really great. And as we rabbits. said, uh, we've got two rabbit shelters here in, oh, in Taipei, okay. actually. Okay. Um, the one that I go to is just uh, for reasons of it's closer to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, I think that they do a nicer job. Like, they have proper mm. pens, like, areas they can run around in they're not caged up at all yeah, i could see that in the youtube yeah, yeah no. the, the video that you had uh, that's just because um that was a a, a dis- uh, like a, a rabbit fair um, yeah open to the public yeah oh, okay and so uh, and normal times they wouldn't be kept in the oh they'll no, be- they're in there oh okay but um yeah they're like bunny apartments they're not like apartments they're yeah. like they're <laughs> not like you know um yeah. They're not like caged up or anything mm. like that, which I like. Um, and if my house could be more thoroughly bunny proofed, mm-hmm. um, well, also Taiwan, every room, there's no central heating or air conditioning. So every no. room's separate. Yeah. It's kind of difficult here to, to have like the what they have in like the States where they have these like rabbits that are really the house is theirs. Mm. Here it's a bit difficult. Um, yeah, for a variety of reasons. Our apartments but... are smaller. You know, houses are smaller. Well, and there are things like uh, I don't even know what the English term for it is. I have this problem, bi, which is like when oh. the wall starts to peel. Yeah, and there's paint. There's flecks of paint all over the ground. I don't want him eating that stuff. No, so it's kind of for safety reasons. Have to keep him in a oh, that's set true. area, but uh, okay. he doesn't actually like going out at all. Though mm. it's very nervous. <laughs> like I think it's something about smell. Oh. It's a familiar area with its like his territory, and so yeah. Cause, and you know, we live in a city. If you were living in the countryside, we'd probably be better off for snowball. It doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> like leaving his his spot. Like that's like where he, you know, mm. you're like try to encourage him to, to go do this or that. And yeah. if he doesn't want to, he won't. Yeah. And most of the time, he just wants to lie down so, okay. <laughs> and take a nap. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. We got to know uh, John's um, snowball, yeah, the rabbit. He's a he's <laughs> a fun guy. All right. 
All right. Well, I say we get to the letters now. So we always love to hear from you. Do write us letters and let us know what you heard. Our address is PO Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti dot org dot tw. And if you have no idea what we've been talking about, Taiwan Insider, our YouTube program.、Uh, well, actually, I think it's on. There's a Facebook channel for it. That show as well, dedicated to it.、Mm-hmm. So、uh, check out RTI and Taiwan Insider on both YouTube and Facebook. Yes. Okay, this first letter I have is from Sanil Deep of um, from Kerala、uh, State, India, and it says here, Sir、uh, MM, good morning. Time for me to write you again. As usual, Tajpiece finds my regular monthly report of your station, and I hope it be useful to the technical department. Well, thank you very much. So it says today on the news. And when did he listen in? I guess he listened on September third. It might have been、um, on the news. I heard one imported case of COVID nineteen. What that was then、uh, affecting four hundred eighty nine people. I think now we have. Well, it keeps going up. Yeah, right. But in trickles, thankfully, it's the... still under five hundred. I think.、Yeah. Well, maybe. Right,、um, which is low compared to countries like USA, Brazil, India, etc. Though it is a threat to the whole world, I'm sure that you are on the safer side due to the strict security measures adopted by the country.、Mm-hmm. Certainly, we will win against calam- this calamity by eradicating the virus from this earth. In my country, the daily affected patients are on the increase, spreading the disease in the cities where the people gather in places. Like marketplaces, etc. As per my report, my place is Calicut in Kerala State. The average number of virus spreading each day is nearly a thousand five hundred, crossing one thousand and above for the past seven days.、Uh, we are given straight orders to wear masks, keep social distancing, and using sanitizers while moving outside. I really enjoyed the classical songs on just the classics program, which was well presented. It's glad to know that you have listeners from all corners of the world listening and writing you. The listeners' participation program for status updates is popular among listeners, presented in a way that's easy to digest with a different style. And、uh, oh, he had a question for us:、um, Is volcanic eruption regular in your country, like Japan? And actually, Paula already answered this question. We've never had、um, a volcanic eruption in Taiwan, although we do have two. Supposedly active volcanoes. Yes, yes. There's a recent report on that as well. We're going to have a warning system supposedly in the coming months, though. Yeah,、so、right. We have a system for that. Like COVID, we're just with volcanoes as well. We're not taking any chances. No way. So again, that was the new deep of Calicut, India. Thank you. We've got a report here from Tim Braille, who's writing to us from Malaysia. It says here, dear friends at Radio Taiwan International, please find below three reception reports for the month of September 2020. Your verification QSL would be again much appreciated. Thank you. Um, so there are, as he mentioned, three reports. The first for our September first broadcast.、Uh, all these, by the way, are、uh, on one five three two zero kilohertz.、Uh, the first one was five 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 four four. That was September first. So there was the news led by Leslie.、Uh, reports on politics, COVID nineteen, dragon boat races, and meat imports, pork in particular, from the U.S. Uh, then there was here in Taiwan that was with us actually. We talked about a, a depiction of Taiwan's landmarks, I believe, on money,、uh, right? And then microplastic concentrations in southern Taiwan—they go up in the summer.、Uh, Taipei Cities is launching a Southeast Asian program for second-generation immigrants, and unemployment is high among new graduates. Then there was Jukebox Republic, which was about apartments, cleaning, and redecoration. 
Uh, between commentary, you played four Taiwanese pop songs, including Contentment, 100% Content, As Long As I'm Happy, and Nice Comfortable Abode. Uh, then there's a report for the following day, September 2nd. Uh, that was all fives in terms of reception oh, wow. quality. Um, there was Here in Taiwan. That was with, um, well, I guess Leslie was there that day. Well, you and me, or we were both there. We're talking about uh, the mascot for Taipei City. Mm. <laughs> um, hashtag Taiwan with Leslie talking about Hollywood actor and filmmaker John Gordon Levitt's request for photos of Taiwan. Uh, status update where we talked about yoga class that you and your husband attended. Right. Um, and then uh, the instructor had been a guest on In the Spotlight. Um, and lastly, a report about September 3rd's broadcast. Again, all fives in terms of reception quality. That was just the classics. You hosted that episode where you profiled Taiwanese pop singer Chris Hongrong Hong and, mm. and Chris Lawrence. And you discussed your family's friendship with Chris's mom and her husband, his founding of a church, his three marriages, and Lawrence Pepper Steaks. Yes. That's quite okay. a list of things. <laughs> yeah. Hong Hong, we, when we knew him, he had the name Lawrence Hong. But, but so, I don't know when he changed to Chris Hong. And okay. there is, yeah, uh, we, he taught us how to make steak really yummy. And we still do make it that way. So we've called it Lawrence Steak. That's why. I thought there was a brand of pepper as well. Maybe I'm mistaken. Anyway. <laughs> no. um, and then the Hakka program followed. So that comes to us once again from Tim Braille of Malaysia. Thanks once so much for writing. Great, thank you. So this next letter is from Eddie Prabo of Indonesia. Um, he listened in on September 6th at 9405 kilohertz. Simple rating, though, was only three across the board. Amidst like a QRM sound jamming noise, the audio was still audible. Also found fading as usual. Okay, so program details he heard in the spotlight. Um, my interview with Yen Yen Wu and Colin Go. This couple was the founder of um, Dim Sum Warriors. It's a comic book series. So um, he just wrote here, say, not all comics are bad. That's according to Colin Go, who oh. was who was actually a lawyer and now a, a comic strip, you know, illustrator. That's a jump in career. I, uh, yeah. Um, then classic shorts talked about a poem from the late Tang Dynasty poet A Wen Ding Yun, and a news playlist about a new school year beginning and uh, Ghost Month, and Michelin's Restaurants in Taizong, Puppet Master, Erhu Instrument, Chinese Valentine's Day. And then on-the-line interview with Tim Chen, who is, the, who is the chief organizer of time homeschooling. Thank you so much for the details. That was, again, Eddie Prabowo of Indonesia. And I have a letter here from Roger Tahidi of England. It says here, hello again. My report this time is about the 27th August edition of Town Insider. The program opened with a few words from Andrew and Natalie highlighting the top story, which Andrew said sounded like a doomsday scenario. The full story, which followed a few minutes later in Taiwan Explained, noted that on present trends, 10% of Taiwan could be underwater by 2050, including parts of Taipei and even the presidential office. The report on which the story was based came from Greenpeace. In an interview, RTI's Catherine Wei noted that in a UN survey on the fight against climate change, Taiwan was rated third from the bottom. However, she pointed out that the survey was based on old and inaccurate information that Taiwan was unable to have corrected because it is not a UN member. This was certainly the most interesting item in this edition of the program. I also liked John's news roundup, which concentrated largely on COVID-19. Hashtag time was also enjoyable and nicely presented. It discussed a recent appeal by the actor Joseph Gordon-Levitt for people to send him photographs of Taiwan to put on his website. This had elicited a favorable response from Taiwanese citizens and municipalities, some of whose photos and social media responses were shown on the program.
So that was again from Roger Tidy of England. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this week's status update. We still love to hear from you, so do write us. Our address is PO Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti org tw. And please do remember to check out our Facebook and YouTube sites as well. All right. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kilohertz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. <laughs>